Welcome to the Generous Business Owner Podcast, where business owners gain inspiration and encouragement to live a legacy, not just leave one. And now your hosts, Jeff Thomas, Alan Barnhart, and Jeff Rutt. Welcome to the Generous Business Owner Podcast. My name's Jeff Thomas. We have a special treat for you this week as my co-host, Jeff Rutt, interviews Bob Goff. Bob just got back from a trip to Poland where he witnessed firsthand the hospitality the Polish people have for the Ukrainians. So enjoy the interview. So, Bob, yeah, we're uh, talking to a lot of folks who are business folks who are looking to be generous, and they're very concerned about what in the world is happening to our friends in Ukraine right now. So tell me about your experience recently and just big picture. Yeah, talk to us about uh, generosity in the business world. Yeah, I think the uh, I share that same feeling. You just, instead of feeling helpless, I feel really hopeful that this is a great opportunity for us to show who we really are. And I've been like so pleased with not only everything I watched on the news, but then kind of landing in Warsaw and going to the border and meeting these people. I, as a business guy, I want to sit across the table with somebody. There's going to be a large transfer of wealth. <laughs> like I want to say I'm an easy guy to get along with, but I'm a hard guy to mess with. <laughs> so show me the warehouse the food's going to. Show me the lorry that the baby formula is going on. Show me the receipts. Like So it, it wasn't like I doubt it. I'm not from Missouri, but but I do definitely bring that business acumen to generosity. And what I found is that the people that are running this thing, it's top flight. So get the, here's the picture. So you're at the train station at the border, a train pulls in from Odessa and there's people literally shell-shocked from the artillery and all the crazy that's happening. They've been on that train for 18 hours and they step off to the most beautiful welcome. They're not only processing the paperwork to like welcome to another country, but then with a ton of dignity, we'll bring them to what would be like a convention center in most people's cities. And there's 5,000 beds, but not just strewn around. There's pillows, blankets are folded. There's so much dignity in this. And then like all of the needs, like there's stations for whatever you need. We're here for you. Like a weird amount of those. So it, was, it reminds me for people who faith uh, kind of guides their steps. It's 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4, that God comforts us so we could comfort other people with the comfort we receive from him. And the Polish people really got worked over in World War II. And yeah. it's just, they know what it looks like to be abandoned. And they are just doing, killing it on just receiving people. Wow. If you and I were one of the refugees, we would hear over the loudspeaker, there's a bus going to burn at 1.30. And if you'd like to be on it, if that's where you want to relocate to Switzerland, let us come and help you with your things. And yeah. it's still, <laughs> if we went out to find a job in Warsaw, there'd be a really big lunch already packed in a brown bag for us. You get it. You can ride on the buses and trains for free. I mean, it's just that well-oiled of a machine. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did you get a chance to talk to anyone coming from some of those shell-shocked areas and what their experience was like? Yes. One of the, uh, there's a bit of a language barrier, but you kind of don't need it. 
when you bring kinder eggs. Do you know those that are like chocolate and they have a little <laughs> toy inside? And I'm thinking in my mind's eye, as you mentioned that woman who's, gosh, she was 80 if she was 15. Like she was elderly woman and just had clearly gone through a ton. And so she stepped off the plane a little glazed and she found a place to sit down. She had some crutches to help her. And uh, we walked up and respectfully, not to weird her out, but we just gave her a kinder egg and gave her a squeeze on the hand. And she uh, held up the egg to her ear and she started shaking it uh, to see if there was <laughs> something inside. And this big bird eating grin came across. Oh. And so it'll be these both large and small acts. So yeah. large acts of generosity because it's the it's everything you've been hearing on the news it is. Um, But then also those small acts of kindness, making it possible if you didn't go there, it would be better to send a lot of money there rather than buy the ticket there. Um, So I'm super mindful. I won't be back. I'll just be sending my airfare um, (laughs) so that people could be in the position to give somebody something small, let them hold it to their ear and shake it and to know that there's hope. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about the kids. A little bit as far as receiving some of the families. Yeah, it's as you would imagine. It's mostly it would be 100 or 300, 400, maybe women and children for every man that you'll see because they're back fighting. Yeah. Um, So the kids are a little shell-shocked. You could tell my perception, at least, was they didn't have a keen idea, the young ones, of what's going on. They're just following mom, and they know they have everything in a suitcase. and. Right. But again, the kindness of strangers to empathize with them on the second floor of the convention center, it was a great big area that wasn't being used. And so some of the people that we're friends with over there from before, they decided we're just going to make it a place where kids can play. And so we went on a mission to find tons of everything that bounces like we wanted a thousand of. (laughs) Uh, and hula hoops and all that. And a guy at 63, I couldn't quite pull off the hula hoop, <laughs> but I could give him away. Yeah. Um, so it was just so encouraging, again, to see that, like ping pong tables. And isn't that just so kids have something to do? You don't yeah. want to just like sit on your assigned bed. Uh, yeah. And it was really fun. And now that the weather is changing, so it isn't as cold outside, there's just a huge area for people to get outside. There's a little bit. It would feel a little bit strange, like a strange country, strange city in a strange environment. They're just not going to let their kids go everywhere. So I found the kids staying medium close. So by putting a play area right inside the convention center, I bet there was, I never saw less than 400 kids uh, inside of it. Just go all ages playing basketball and all that just set up some hoops. So yeah. every sporting goods store was pretty much gutted. <laughs> we yeah. just got all of it. If it was on yeah. a shelf, it wasn't anymore. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it's exciting to hear about your experience there. I'd like to zoom out, Bob, and because this is the Generous Business Owners Podcast, love for you to love to pick your brain a little bit on just just philosophize, theorize with us a little bit as as you're that that business owner that has. You know, works hard, is good at their business, is feeling like they want to be part of the kingdom, part of building the kingdom. Talk a little bit about that, kind of that, how you view that crossover between building business, being generous. 
Yeah, so I'm a lawyer by training, which <laughs> makes people a little nervous. Like you shake hands and you want to count your fingers afterwards. So I wasn't just like a lawyer, though. Faith guides my steps. And, and so I've been just delighted in doing things in the marketplace. I think it's a lot of fun and I think it makes a lot of things possible. So I would encourage those business owners that are thinking out there, like, what can I do to leverage the kind of giftedness that I have? And it might, your giftedness might be your enthusiasm. And I have a bunch of that and it could be a wheelbarrow full of cash. And some of you have that. And so find out what it is that you can have. And most successful business owners I found, it's not true globally, but they aren't as interested in building consensus as they are building a kingdom. And so for me, I wasn't looking for enough people to raise their hands and say, that's a swell idea. That's probably how a lot of entrepreneurs have made their mark because they weren't going with the flow. So I would just encourage people to just, instead of putting a toe in the water, use all your business acumen, but don't like overanalyze this thing because at the end of the deal, it ain't a business deal. This is generosity. And at the end of the day, if you your worldview is this is God's money, then just let people know, hey, it's, it's God's money. So don't mess with this thing because I'm still a business guy. <laughs> I don't want you to blow a bunch of sunshine at me. I want you to make a big difference. And so I think business people oftentimes are uniquely trained in the marketplace how to get stuff done. And I would say, bring that to your generosity you have with your home building and all that. I think you don't see it as just something you do. It's like it's a part of a bigger thing. And I've done a number of different things. And right now I'm not a lawyer. I don't think I ever will be a lawyer again. I just don't <laughs> just don't hold my interest. So think, get current with yourself. And again, if faith guides your steps, get, get real with God. Say like, this is who I am. And then do an inventory of what you've got. That's kind of a neat thing. There's a, a letter a guy named Simon Peter wrote to his friends. And in the Bible, it's 2 Peter 1.3. And it says this, God has already given you everything that you need to lead a beautiful, godly life. And so sometimes in business, we defer things. We say, well, I'm going to get generous as soon as like the 401k has this, or as soon as the stock does that. And then the stock takes a little tumble or the GDP slows down. And then you defer some of the like most magnificent parts in your life. And I'm saying do it for totally selfish reasons. Your life is going to rock a lot better if you're generous now, because your kids are going to see it. Your wife or husband is going to see it. You're going to like, you're going to say, this is how we roll. And it'll be counterintuitive. I'm not saying check all of your business savvy at the door, but to just say, this doesn't operate in the same economy as other things do. Otherwise, you're going to say, at least for me, my target growing up was more. So if it was a million bucks I wanted, it'd be like, that wasn't the target. More was the target. And that doesn't make me a bad guy. It actually makes me a pretty good business guy. But at the point now, I'm thinking, you know, my more is more impact to say, I want to release more generosity into the world. I want to be more of a river and less of a reservoir. Like, I don't want to just cork this stuff up. I want to like, let's get it in play and see what happens while I'm still fairly lucid. Because don't do it when you're dead, because you're going to be in a jar and you're not going to see all the good stuff and you're going to pay inheritance taxes. 
So like, let's just make that stuff happen now. Yeah, I love that. Uh, more of a river and less of a reservoir. Talk a little bit more about that and the clarity that it brings and the joy that it brings. Yeah, it's been fun. I'm 63. So I'm having a lot of conversations with our kids about it. What do you want? Why do you want it? What are you going to do about it? And I'm having those conversations with myself to say, what do I want? And what I want is to do things that are going to outlast me. And I still think I got a couple of years in front of me that are good, but I want to, I'm taking that longer view. That's that same forward thinking that made you excel in the business world. Why don't you do this to say that perhaps there's more to life than what is going on around you and achieving and all that. And to say, I want to see what impact this might have on my family if I got more generous with this. And so I'm talking to you from a camp uh, that we bought. It was an old Young Life camp and we fixed it up. And there's like 75, 60 people that are here just going deeper in their life and their faith. And I could be making a lot more money practicing law than being the camp guy and like, have us some more. Uh, But I think the difference is a really beautiful one. Like, so I want to say to the business people out there, your efficiency has been a really neat asset in getting you where you are. Stop being efficient in the way that you love people. So I don't want to be efficient. What I want to do is be available. And so I want to be available with the finances. I want to be available like just here's a, the, I'm the guy that put my cell phone number in the back of three and a half million books. So I get all of these calls from you. I started getting calls at about 5 a.m. this morning. So there's nothing unusual about that. That's just the next day because there's somebody that's not minding the time zones. <laughs> and if they aren't watching the time zones, they're usually working on other people's skills. So instead of being critical of that, I think I want to be available to that. I don't want to be the teacher. I want to be the student. And the thing about generosity, it's turned me into the student because I'm a student of seeing everything beautiful that's happening in people's lives overseas. I teach at San Quentin. Those guys for five years, they haven't learned a thing from me, but I've been a student of theirs. Get this, uh, Jeff. I just, I hired a guy. If he gets out on parole, he's been in San Quentin for 25 years. (laughs) And he started growing his dreadlocks out when he went in and that guy's got dreads. It's kind of like Rapunzel, uh, like <laughs> reggae Rapunzel. That's what I've been calling him. Uh, we're going to need a center seat on the airplane just to hold his dreads. And for me, what this isn't like a, a project or a charity case or something. I think I'm going to learn a ton by just having him in his uh, my life. And so what if we take that entrepreneurial spirit that like, like break trail spirit and to say, what might happen in my life if I either got more generous, more available or all the above. And so that's the next adventure for me. I know it is for you and you've yes. made some new moves. How did you, what was the matrix you used to decide who you were going to be? Like new yeah, for, yeah, for me, it was the natural next step to, I always felt like that the business that I was running was God's business and I was the steward and it just felt like a natural next step. It brought a lot of clarity. Uh, Bob, for those who don't know you or haven't heard your some of your Uganda stories, talk about how you use some of that, that lawyer background in Uganda. 
And so yeah, well, the fun started things that going to you, I used to go to Uganda pretty often. Um, there was a civil war that a lot of people know, the Lord's Resistance Army against the army of Uganda. And because it threw the entire country into chaos, the kids always take the biggest hit. And so it was 21 years ago that we started going to Uganda. And 15 years ago, they made me the consul for the Republic of Uganda. See, the, I'm not the U.S. guy ambassador to Uganda. I'm the Ugandan diplomat to the United States, which still cracks me up because I don't look very Ugandan if you're not watching the video. But there's something beautiful. I was a lawyer. I was representing the country. And I thought we could go start trying cases in Uganda. Problem, all the courts were closed because of the Civil War up in the north. And so let's go open up the courts and let's just start, start trying cases. So I got some judges to go up with me. We got some security and we just started trying cases and hundreds of these things. And then some amazing law schools got behind it, Pepperdine, some other people, some people in the nonprofit sector jumped in. It was just so beautiful to just be not lead what was going on, but just just merge into all the beautiful things that were happening. And so this is the kind of thing we're talking about in business. It might not be Uganda, it might not be across an ocean, it might be across the street, but to activate your love. There, another a letter from Paul to his friends, it's Galatians 5, 6, and he says, the only thing that matters is your faith expressed in love. And I just go like, that kind of resonated with me. So take yeah. whatever you're good at. I was a pretty good trial lawyer. Uh, they, there was a horrible practice in Uganda and it was child sacrifice. And they would kill little kids and put them in the foundations of buildings, creepy stuff. And you'd think it was from hundreds of years ago, but it's not, it's like current events, but nobody's ever like tried a case against a witch doctor. And they're the ones that are doing this. But we, there was a kid that was a victim and a witch doctor uh, got found. The kid survived this attempt to sacrifice him. And uh, we tried Uganda's first death penalty case against this witch doctor. And it was a little creepy because <laughs> the witch doctors <laughs> weren't happy about that. I'm like, whatever, sue me. Uh, so what we did is we tried the case, got this conviction. But this little boy that survived, he had, you know, all this damage. And so I became his legal guardian. We brought him to the United States and they fixed a lot of the stuff that was cut off. And it's just that what will happen, and my point is this, that when you jump, you grab your knees, jump in the stream, then you're just going to start floating and who knows where you're going to end up. And for some business people, that goes kind of cross grain because you want to know the outcomes. You've made a lot of money by controlling the outcomes. And what I want to make a pitch for is what if we move from controlling the outcomes to influencing the outcomes to say, I don't know how this is going to work out, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to be generous with my time, generous with some resources, jump in the stream in whatever ways. Maybe it's just contributing to other people's work, like the stuff that you're doing. Um, it might be showing up and going in person. But whatever that is, uh, say, I'm going to step off the control thing because what God is up to cannot be controlled. Mm -hmm. But what is happening in your life could be influenced. Yeah. And so I just like that has made all the difference for me. It's made a difference in our marriage. It's made a difference with our kids. 
And then there's a lot of people that are trying to access some beautiful things in their life. And they'll say, oh my gosh, I knew that guy. I knew that gal in business, but now I see them in a completely different light. I mean, I was a successful lawyer because I spent all of my time suing successful developers. (laughs) And yet you and I are buddies. Like that just cracks me up. I love that, that we, you don't see people for what they do. We see people for who they're becoming. And I think that shift starts happening in our lives when we, when we just say, there's a greater thing that I'm up to. And this was the greater thing that led you to some success in business. Let's let, let that lead you to some success in your life when you're in the jar. Yes. Yes. Well, Bob, thank you. Always uh, appreciate your inspiration, your motivation towards following God's heart to serve people around us and, and using the talents that we have to honor him. Oh. So thank you. It was great to hear about your experience in, in Poland and serving well the families, especially the children in Ukraine, and uh, look forward to connecting with you sometime soon. Thank you again for your foresight, your vision for the way that we love others well. Well, thanks for being one of my teachers, Jeff. It's good to be in this together. I think all together, we make one really well-adjusted person. Individually, (laughs) we're sunk. (laughs) All right, buddy. I'll see you. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Generous Business Owner Podcast with Jeff Thomas, Alan Barnhart, and Jeff Rutt. Make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. You can find the guest contact information in the show notes. Stay tuned for the next episode.